Thank you for listening to our podcast. Church at the Well is a community reintroducing Jesus in Vermont through worship, service, creativity, and community. Good morning, friends. It's good to be with you this morning. I want us to talk for a few minutes this morning about this, honoring our limitations as a spiritual practice, honoring our limitations as a spiritual practice. I'm going to do something that I've never done in giving a sermon before. I'm going to give you the whole sermon in three sentences up front. Are you ready for it? Honor your limitations, honor others' limitations, and expect God to show up. So why should we honor our limitations? What is, why is that a good thing? Uh, the answer is because Jesus did. Now, Jesus was fully God, right? He performed miracles. He spoke with divine wisdom, and he showed us who God is and what he is like. But Jesus was also fully human. And there's a lot that we have to learn, I think, from Jesus about what it looks like to be human, to live well as a human. So we're going to look at two very short passages that are in your handout this morning in the Gospels of Luke and Mark. And for the first uh, passage, which is in the Gospel of uh, Luke, this is the context. Jesus has had a very full day. He's preached in the synagogue. He's healed a demon-possessed man in the synagogue. He's healed Simon's mother-in-law in her home. He's enjoyed a meal, perhaps with some friends or other disciples, at Simon's home. And then at sunset, the people of the town begin bringing him person after person who is sick with various kinds of diseases, people who need deliverance from demons, and he heals them and he delivers them. And then we read in Luke 4, Verse 42, early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. The crowds searched everywhere for him. Now, I don't know if Jesus was an introvert or an extrovert, but there came a time. There came a time when Jesus needed to detach, to step away, to catch his breath, to reconnect with himself and to reconnect with the Father. And what we witness here in this verse is a paradox, because in order for Jesus to continue to minister to the crowds that were following him, he had to actually get away from the crowds. Do you see the limitation that Jesus has? Do you see how he's honoring that limitation? He's not pushing it. He's not rubbing up against it. He's honoring it. If he didn't honor his limitation, What do you think would have been some of the consequences of that? What might have happened? I imagine he would have probably become spiritually depleted, maybe felt distant from the Father. Maybe he would have become miserable and burned out. But he honored his limitations, and that was a good thing. Ignoring his limitations could have been a very dangerous thing. So here's what happens next in the next two verses of Luke 4. It says, they begged him, this is the people of Capernaum, they begged him not to leave. So they find him, and they begged him not to leave. But he replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too, because that is why I was sent. So he continued to travel around, preaching in synagogues and throughout Judea. So the people of Capernaum, they wanted Jesus to stay. And I wonder, I wonder if maybe Jesus also 
wanted to stay. I mean, after all, he was received. He was respected. He was shown warm hospitality. And that was not going to be the case everywhere he went. But he found that here. But he had a mission. He had an assignment to preach the good news throughout Judea. And he couldn't do both. He couldn't preach the good news throughout Judea and stay in Capernaum. So what does he do? He graciously but clearly says no. And he moves on. You know, one of the things I absolutely love about this passage is that if you look at it, Jesus, he didn't sweat it, did he? Do you notice how comfortable he is with his limitations? How at peace he is with saying no when that's the appropriate thing to say. I don't see an ounce of frustration here. Now, if I were in Jesus's shoes, I think I would have probably wasted at least several days struggling to figure out how to do both, how to stay in Capernaum and go to all the other towns in Judea and preach the good news, how to please people, the people of Capernaum and please the father. But Jesus knew that this was humanly impossible and he honored that. He honored this limitation. He trusted that the good things he had done in Capernaum were enough, that his assi- the assignment had been fulfilled for there. It was time to move on, and God blesses that choice. You know, in American society, it's maybe it's easy and maybe even the norm to live beyond our limitations. Often it's very attractive to live beyond our limitations. I mean, let's talk about sleep, right? Our culture encourages us to get by on as little sleep as possible. We treat sleep as if it were an inconvenience, something to get done with, a chore, instead of as a gift. It's really easy to forget that um, God actually designed our bodies for sleep, for being awake and for sleep. And that's a good thing. And as long as we are pushing up against God's design for our bodies, we're going to suffer the consequences. I mean, that could look like maybe a lack of patience or a failure to be present to people, or maybe we make a lot of mistakes because we're tired all the time, or we get in an accident of some kind, or we get sick. Now, there are, of course, times and places, right? times and seasons in life when we're just going to have to get by on a little less sleep because that's that's called for. That's natural. And God created the body to be incredibly resilient. But God's d- design isn't for us to live like that all of our lives. Let's talk about the Sabbath, practicing Sabbath. God designed us not just with a need for physical sleep, but with a need for waking rest. We have a need for waking rest. And God actually models this for us in Genesis Right after six days of world making, on the seventh day, God ceases from his labors so that he can step back and enjoy his creation. And he models waking rest. Well, when we cease from our labors, just like God did, we step out of doing mode into being mode. We have a chance to play again, to connect with people who are important to us, to look up again and wonder, to reconnect with our, our God. And when we don't get this time for waking rest, when we, when we are not Sabbathing, I fear that we can become quickly alienated from ourselves. We can easily become more defined by what we do and what we make than who we are and whose we are. Let's talk about the clock 
right? The limitation of time. Um, I believe that for the same reason our society devalues sleep, it is addicted to hurry. We want to make the most of our time. We want to fit in everything we possibly can. We don't want to miss out on anything. And so we put our lives on fast forward. We try to transcend the clock. But when we live life like that, when we live life on high speed, instead of feeling satisfied, I'm afraid we end up often feeling frazzled, dissatisfied, disappointed, maybe eventually disillusioned. Guess who was never frazzled? Jesus. And maybe that's because, I don't know, but I never see Jesus in a hurry. Uh, last, uh, last limitation I want to talk about here is the limitation of other people's expectations for us. One of the ways I personally am often tempted to live beyond my limitations, and I really want to just take a moment to say this sermon is for me. <laughs> this is not something I have mastered. This is something I'm working on. This is something God is teaching me about and inviting me to step into. But one of the ways I'm often tempted to live beyond my limitations is when it comes to pleasing people. Can anybody relate? I want to please people. I want to say yes when people need a hand or they ask me to help or they ask me to join a committee or a group or, uh, you know, whatever. I want to say yes. I want to please them. Sometimes I say yes when I really shouldn't. Jesus said no to the people of Capernaum. Sometimes I need to say no too. So let me ask you a question. Uh, Is there anyone that comes to mind in your life who models well what it looks like to live within their limitations and to be at peace with their limitations, to be at peace living within their limitations? Does anyone come to mind? I'm convinced that we need people in our lives that we can learn this from. We need people that we can learn this from. And in my own life, I found that the people who have taught me the most about living with their limitations and doing so with a sense of peace, they're actually people with disability, people with chronic illness, chronic pain. And some of you are here this morning and you are some of my heroes. You haven't had a choice. You've had to learn within your limits. And you've had to learn to make peace with that. And you have chosen to learn to live within your limits as an act of faith, as an act of faith in God. And that is a beautiful thing. And you know what? You have seen God show up at the end of your limits when you can't do anymore. Many of you have seen God show up. So we're called to honor our limits, our limitations, other people's limitations. And when we do that, I believe we see God show up. So before we close today, let me just um, touch on the last uh, text that I have for us, which is from the Gospel of Mark. It's a similar text, but slightly different. And here's the context. The disciples have been traveling from town to town in pairs. They've been preaching, they've been healing, they've been delivering, and they're back. They're reconnecting with Jesus. They're reconnecting with each other. They're telling Jesus about what they saw and what they did, but there are crowds. There's a lot of activity going on. You can imagine trying to reconnect and have those conversations in the midst of crowds that are following Jesus and placing their demands on him. And so Mark says... 
Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, Jesus said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Do you see the pattern here? Jesus getting away to rest. That's the pattern here. But there's something different in this passage. There's a different dynamic because here Jesus is concerned, not just for himself, he is concerned for his disciples and their need for rest. They haven't had a chance to sit down and even eat. Jesus doesn't expect them to keep ministering to the crowds, to keep on going as if they were superheroes who don't need food, who don't need sleep, who don't need time to reconnect with each other and their rabbi and debrief. No, he honors their limitations. He honors their humanity. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, says, be patient with each other. Be patient and bear with one another. And in Colossians, he says, make allowance for one another's faults. How do we do that? How do we honor one another's limitations? You know, there's a lot of different ways to do that. But I want to share one way that I've been thinking about and learning about and challenged in um, one way of honoring others' limitations. And I warn you, this is a big one. (laughs) This is a big one. But one way we can honor other people's limitations is we can stop holding people in our lives to what they can't give or be. One of the things I've been learning over the past few years is how freeing it is when you release someone in your life from meeting a need of yours that you think they should meet, but which they never quite do meet. They never quite can meet. And man, when you come to the point of letting them just be who they are, and not needing for them to be who and what you think they should be, it actually becomes a lot easier to love them. Now, let me qualify this and just say that this isn't to say that we don't encourage people to grow. It isn't to say that uh, we um, condone sinful behavior or that we enable sinful behavior, but simply it means that we are called to honor others' limitations in love, just like Jesus does for us. So when we honor our limitations uh, and we honor others' uh, limitations, we can expect God to show up. And in fact, we should expect God to show up. So to close, last week, Adam preached about making space for God. I don't know if you remember um, when he talked about the Jordan River and the ark and the half a mile that the people were instructed to leave between themselves and the ark as the river parted for the ark. They were making space for God. And I think that's what happens when we honor our limitations as a spiritual practice. We honor the limitations of others. We make space for God. And we begin to see ourselves for who we are, which is smaller than God, right? We are smaller than God. We are not God. The more that we learn to live as human-sized instead of humans pretending to be God— the more we depend on God, we learn to depend on God. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing to depend on God because the more we depend on God, the more we see him show up, the more we see him at work in our lives. So honor your limitations, honor others' limitations and expect God to show up. In just a few moments, um, Adam is going to come up and give us some instructions about breaking up into groups so that we can chew on this a little bit more with each other. But before he comes up, I would like to just give us a moment to pray. So would you pray with me? 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the life of Jesus, which teaches us not only who you are and what you are like, but also teaches us how to live as humans well. And we have not always done that. And one of the ways we have not always done that is that we have not always lived within our limitations. We have tried to live beyond them. We have tried to be more than human. And it hasn't always worked. And Lord, we pray that you would forgive us for this. And we pray that you would um, teach us and give us the patience, give us the faith to recognize where it is that you might be inviting us to live within our limitations, to honor others' limitations. And we pray that as we do that, we would indeed see you show up. We thank you, Lord, that you are our God, that you are not limited. And so our limitations shouldn't be scary for us because when we come to the end of ourselves, we are in a good place. That is where we can expect to see you make up for our weakness, our vulnerability, our lack of wisdom, our lack of knowledge, our need for sleep, our inability to have endless energy, um, our inability to have all the answers. That's where you show up. And so we pray that you would show up. And I pray for this week, Lord, as the specific limitations that you might be bringing to our minds that we are that we are pushing up against, when we're, we're pushing up against your design, show us, Lord, each one of us, where maybe just one area of our lives, you would be inviting us to make peace with our limitations and to trust in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. listening to the official podcast of Church at the Well in Burlington, Vermont. For more information about Church at the Well, including gathering time and location, events, and how you can financially support the podcast, please visit us online at wellchurchvt.com.